Hadn't it been a good morning? It's awesome to see what God is in the midst of doing. Now I want you to notice in your order of service that it says pastor moment. Did you notice that? I didn't name this time. Somebody else did, but I think that's called a hint. Right? And there's been a, uh, <clears throat> there's been a word as I've thought this week about what's happening today, as I've thought this week about what God is doing, has been doing in and through us as a church. There's been a word that just keeps coming to mind about what's happening. When you hear about people going to Brazil six times, if you would have told Randy and Lisa Brooks that by 2017 they would have been to Brazil six times when I came to this church, they would have called you nuts. Amen, Randy? Like, that ain't happening, right? When you hear about young people making multiple trips to Los Angeles, California, when you hear about kids giving their lives to Christ at camp, and lives being changed at Generate, and the word that keeps coming back to me about what is happening in the lives of our young people and in these mission trips is normal. Because that's what it means to follow Christ. A couple of years ago, there became this book that came out, and, and uh, it was a big rage. Everybody was excited about it, and I read it, and it was impactful. But I, I disagree on the backside of the title, and the name of it was Radical. And the whole point of the book was that we needed to be radical in our lives for Christ. And the truth is, what is described in that book as radical is normal New Testament Christianity. And what has happened in our lives is that we've turned normal New Testament fellowship of Jesus into radical because we're not doing it. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Or you can pick up the pew Bible in front of you and turn to page 919. Did y'all see how I just slipped that in there? Just, they look good too, alright? Luke chapter 9 verse 23. And I want to talk for a moment. Moment is a word that can be defined by whoever is speaking. For a moment, briefly, about this verse and what normal Christianity looks like. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 says, Then he said to them all. Now that's important. Because in the verses leading up to this, he's been describing that he's going to give his life for them. That he's going to die for them. But he's been talking specifically to his inner circle, to the disciples, to those that are right there next to him. And then in Mark it tells us that he gathers the crowd back around. Or in this passage it says, he said to them all. Right? And we've learned over ten years that the word all means all. And so what is happening here is he is pulling everyone together and he's saying to them, if anyone, not the special, not the really cool ones, not the special ops Christians, not the really spiritual Christians, if anyone, any normal Christian, anyone that calls themselves a follower of Jesus Christ, if anyone wants to follow after me, three things. Let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Deny yourself 
at the heart of discipleship, at the heart of following Jesus, at the heart of being a normal Christian is sacrifice. At the heart of it is that we give up our agendas, our desires, our wants, our plans, our dreams, our feelings, our hopes, our emotions, and we give them up for the cause of Christ. By the way, just to let you know, I love being an American, but this is about as countercultural in America today as you could be. Deny your rights. Deny what's coming to you. Deny your desires. Deny your wants. Deny your dreams. And give them up. If anyone, anyone, anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself. It's normal Christianity to deny ourselves, to give up those things that we might want to hold on to, that we might think dearly of, that we might think are appropriate and good and feel right for the cause of Christ. But he didn't just stop there because it's more than just setting aside our desires for a moment or putting them on the back burner or saying that after I give myself to the Lord, then I can go back and pick that up. He says not only must we deny ourselves, but we must what? Pick up our cross daily. You know what the cross is, right? It's an instrument of death, torture, destruction. It's not enough to set aside our wants. It's not enough to set aside our agendas. It's not enough to set aside our desires. We must kill them. And here's the reason. Jesus has just told him right before this verse that he is going to the cross to die. Why did he die on the cross? What was the purpose of his death on the cross? To pay for what? Our sins. And here's the problem, this side of heaven, even for those of us that have given our lives to Jesus, that have accepted the forgiveness that has come into our lives, we must realize that sin is still a major problem in our lives. And daily we must understand the depth and the reality of our sin. Most of us underestimate our capacity to sin and the depth of sin in our lives. Romans 3.23 says that all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Isaiah 64.6 reminds us that even, even the best that we do, our righteousness is but filthy rags before God. On your best day, it's filthy rags before God. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. You know what wages are, right? I was thinking this week about my first job, real job. Now, I had little jobs. I don't know if y'all know this, but I was an announcer for Dixie Youth Baseball. Big time stuff. Made $5 a game. That was big money back in whenever that was. My first real job was at Dyersburg Fabrics. I worked in the dye house. Dyersburg Fabrics was a... These kind of places don't really exist much anymore. Y'all realize that, right? Industry that had been built by people in Dyersburg and had become one of the largest manufacturers of fabrics and, and dyed cloth in the country. And my job was to work in the dye house where it was 20 degrees hotter than it was outside. I had to punch a clock. Right? I mean, literally, time card, punch a clock, in and out. And you know what I remember about that summer is I had to clock in at 7, I had to clock out at 3. 
You know where I was standing at 6.59? Ready to clock in, right? You know where I was standing at 2.58? Ready to clock out, right? I remember on Fridays, this is about as West Tennessee country as you can get right here. At Fridays, they would blow a whistle. Y'all know, you know, blow a whistle at 3 o'clock. I'd get in my car, and at 3.04, the local country station would play It's Finally Friday by George Jones. And I would crank it to the... I was so excited. Every week, you know what they did? They took that time card, and they figured out how much I'd worked, and they'd give me a check. Not for more. Not for less, for exactly what I'd earned. And those were my wages. And we have to remind ourselves that if left to ourselves, even after salvation, the wages we still deserve is death. It's a gift that we have, the Lord. Your biggest enemy to being what God calls you to be is you. The spirit of the flesh that works inside of you. The enemy who is attacking you. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. And then what's the last one? Follow me. Go where he goes. Do what he does. Live how he lives. Thinks how he thinks. We have example after example in Jesus' life. He walked up to Matthew. He walked up to James and John. He walks up to guys and says, follow me. And it says, no excuses, no things, no, no uh, bickering, no deciding. Just he got up and... When? Now we have examples where guys tried to give excuses, right? Well, I need to go bury my mom and dad. I need to take care of some work at home. And Jesus says, you're not worthy of the kingdom. You see, simple obedience is following Jesus. In Matthew 28, Randy has already said that this is what it means to follow Jesus. And we go into all the earth. Tell him about Jesus, sharing the good news of what he's done for us. Let me read you a letter from a normal Christian. Her name was Karen Watson. She was killed as a missionary in March of 2004 while serving in Iraq. This is the letter that was written to her pastor that said, Open upon my death. Dear Pastor Phil, you should only be opening this in the event of death. When God calls, there are no regrets. I tried to share my heart with you as much as possible, my heart for the nation. I wasn't called to a place, I was called to Jesus. To obey was my objective, to suffer was expected, His glory my reward. His glory my reward. You see, the missionary heart cares more than some thinks is wise, risks more than some think is safe, dreams more than some think is practical, and expects more than some things is possible. But I was called not to comfort or to success, but to obedience. Please, tell them to continue sending missionaries to the hardest places. There is no joy outside of knowing Jesus and serving Him in His care, Karen. That's normal Christianity. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him. How you doing? Some of you need to be on the stage next year sharing about what God's done in your life through a mission trip or through an opportunity that comes along in the next year. Some of you need to walk across the street to a neighbor. 
Some of you need to financially think about how your life is set up and what you can do to sacrifice in order to see more go towards God's global mission. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow him. Let's pray together.